0: Everyone, welcome to another episode of "I'll Be There for You," a podcast about pop culture and coping. I'm your host slash producer slash snack mom, Lindsay Ennett. I'm kind of. <laughs> getting over a cold at at time of recording here it's february in chicago the snow is coming down so i'm looking forward to all of your comments about how i have real bad vocal fry today or whatever <laughs> or whatever you like to tell lady podcasters thank you for being here what's what's this all about every every episode i talk to a funny person that i admire about a piece or two of pop culture that got them through a difficult time in their lives or whether personally or in the the world at large why am i subjecting you to yet another pop culture podcast i like talking to people about the things they love and about the ways that they practice self and community care when the world is literally on fire if you love the real housewives of beverly hills but also care about the melting ice caps this podcast is for you So my guest today, I'm super excited to welcome Devin Middleton. He's a writer, performer from Fort Wayne, Indiana. He's a recipient of the 2017 I.O. Diversity Scholarship, winner of the Write-Off Sketch Comedy Competition at the Second City Training Center. He's a 2018 SNL Showcase performer at I.O., a 2018 Comedy Central Showcase performer at The Annoyance, and a 2019 Comedy Central Stage Showcase performer at the Hudson Theater in Los Angeles. Devin is a Second City Conservatory graduate, a Barrel of Monkeys company member, a musician under the name Debonair status. I bet there's probably, like, you probably could have put, like, a million more things.
1: Oh,
0: yeah, I got
1: more. Yeah,
0: also the the curator of a, a wonderful variety show called The Arts and Culture Club. Yeah. What's the, what's the new one that just happened, Evan? Uh, I'm now a
1: 2019 Bob Curry Fellow.
0: What? Wow. No. And for people like me who have no idea what that is, <laughs> what is being a Bob Curry fellow?
1: Um, so NBC and Second City collaborate on like a showcase thing. And they put up like 16 people to like go through um, like a cool little training program for 10 weeks or whatever. And uh, they pick 16 people of diverse voices each year. And I'm one of them this year.
0: That's awesome. Congratulations. Is there anywhere we'll be able to see your... Your yeah, work for your the
1: showcase things. is gonna be at Second City in June, early June. I forget the date, but it'll be then. <laughs>
0: cool, and and we'll put this all in the show notes yeah, and yeah. and try to get the word out closer to the date. But congratulations, that's okay. awesome. So you brought in a couple things you wanted to talk about today, and I why don't we? And I,
1: actually, there was one other thing that I forgot to mention. But I was like, just hearing me talk, I was like, ooh, this might actually be a good one to speak on.
0: Yeah, and please feel free to start with whichever one you all want
1: right. to. Um, let's start with something that I'm obsessed with right now called Kingdom Hearts 3, which is a uh, fantastic video game. Mean, are you familiar?
0: I am vaguely familiar with yeah. Kingdom Hearts. All I know about it is it's like this one night stand between Final Fantasy and Disney. Ah,
1: <laughs> yes, that's a perfect way to describe it.
0: I have tried to watch mm-hmm. YouTube videos and stuff that like oh. explain the plot of oh, Kingdom Hearts. Oh,
1: no, that's no. <laughs> I'm still completely lost. That's so convoluted. The only way you'll be able to follow it is if you have played the games. <laughs> like, trying to get it from YouTube. I try to do that just to like, because like the third game. It's been like 10 years of waiting for this game to come out. And so I was looking up YouTube videos just kind of like refresh myself because there's some also like there's some side games that you can play like for specific consoles that i would never really got around to. And even that was confusing. And I'm like, I follow this. <laughs> so, I
0: so for people who may not be familiar with it, can you give us your best approximation at what Kingdom Hearts sure. is
1: about? So like you said, perfect example, it is a one that stands between Disney and Final Fantasy. They basically take Final Fantasy characters and blend them with Disney characters, and then you um, you fight <laughs> you fight monsters. That's, a bad, that's the easiest way to describe like what the game's about.
0: So you got like Sephiroth fighting with Buzz Lightyear.
1: Yeah, kind of in, in ways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then they they have like original characters, and that's who you play as. They're kind of blended in weird, just like how they appear. Then yeah, you can you can fight Sephiroth. You can you fight with Buzz Lightyear. Uh, but Sephiroth, yeah, you just you, like, I've never beat him. Oh it's no! Just a <laughs>
0: <laughs> so is it like jarring just to have this, you know, fighting RPG kind of game, but set among these familiar childhood?
1: We'll see. Like the original game came out, I don't even know when, but when I was a kid, so like it was fine, right? Uh, and then the second game came out like when I was a teen, and then it's been ten years waiting for this third one. Without playing the other little side games that have been sporadic, so yeah, so I don't know. Now I'm just used to it.
0: So, so it's a franchise that you've kind of followed through through your whole life since it yes. since the first game.
1: Yeah, and so it's actually it's been like it was supposed to come out last year, it didn't.
0: What is it about Kingdom Hearts mm-hmm. that is as kind of kind of hooked you in or? Has kept you interested in the series, and
1: well, for you know. me, I when I was playing video games, I really don't play video games anymore now. I had to buy a PS4 just to play this one, um, but like when I was playing video games, I was I was playing RPGs, and then like I don't know, RPGs back then would be like turn based, so it's like you take a turn, you you send out your your attacks, and then the enemy gets a turn, and I don't know like that's that's okay it's just not really like the most fun with, but with Kingdom Hearts you actually like you like fight like action it's like a fighting game so like you you play as it happens it's not turn-based so I always thought that was just a fun like more fun way to do it so I think that's what hooked me in as a kid and now I'm just like well this is just childhood coming coming back
0: and, and how does it feel to like, connect with a nostalgic game like that, especially, you know, leaving the world of, of video games for a while?
1: It is so weird knowing that I have been waiting for a game for 10 years. It's just, it's kind of insane. I remember I was, because I just, uh, I bought it the day it came out. But then I bought the PS4, like, like two weeks later. Um, and I was like, wow, this is really happening. This has been something I've been waiting on this entire time. This is crazy and I don't even know if it's really over I mean I guess we'll see when it gets to the end of the game like is this the last one or are there more We have to wait another 10 years because what's going on
0: is this shit kind of like with Marvel movies where they you gotta wait till the end but then they set they very clearly set it up for a sequel oh, or another yeah. spin off like we're gonna get
1: yeah first when you play Kingdom Hearts 1 you like you could see that, that it could have been the end, but then they set up for more, and then you play the second one, and of course more, and now the third one. We'll see where it goes.
0: Walk me through like the experience of playing the game again and like revisiting it this time around.
1: Sure, sure. Okay, so <laughs> you start out as this little punk kid named Sora, and you walk around. You know, base Oh, so like, they have uh, they have these things called key blades, which is like a sword, but it's a key. It's a it's it's a big thing. You're supposed to unlock worlds unlock hearts. It's very emotional. It's a very emotional game. Um, but yeah, you just walk around and you try to, like, you go on little missions and you defeat monsters. Uh, they're called heartless or sometimes they're called nobody. Sometimes they're also called unversed. It's, a it's again, convoluted. <laughs> but then you, yeah, you basically just fight them and you, uh, in the original game, you were to lock a world so heartless couldn't get in. Um, and then, I don't know, second game is there's a lot happening the second game. In this third one you're just like you're going around and you're trying to like figure other stuff out. But right now I'm in the phase where Sora has lost his strength, so I'm slowly getting my strength back by going to these worlds and fighting his
0: How Sora got his groove back. Honestly, yeah.
1: That is that is a yeah, that's a good way to spend how Sora got his groove back. <laughs>
0: It was a definitely a very timely pick. I know I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about it. there's been a lot of hype around, around Kingdom Hearts 3 and oh, yes, it people being so excited for this game and actually because of where we're at at the time of recording one of your other picks was is also very timely. Yeah. It'll tonight is the 2019 Grammy
1: Award It's biggest night.
0: Music's biggest night. A lot of butthurt Metallica fans would disagree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are still mad about the about like Jeff getting that one award. Damn.
1: Uh, yeah, the Grammys are hard. <laughs> They're a hard pill to swallow. I don't know.
0: The amount of times I've watched the Grammys and yelled at my TV because of the results. Like, is this what it feels like to be really, really into football? Like, that's what I, that's what
1: I think. Yeah, there has to be the same amount of like investment, I guess.
0: Like you're gonna you're gonna reward a pretty good Adele album over
1: Lemonade over our generation. That one, that one was over our generation's Purple Rain. Honestly, right? Can we just like made no sense? Huge, huge missed opportunity. Even Adele was
0: like, "Are you sure about this?"
1: Here's my, here's my thing. I love Adele. She, she has an immaculate voice and her songs are super personal and it's great. We only sing one song from that album. I'm not saying there are other, aren't other songs that, album that are great. But like, we sing Hello. Yeah. Like, Beyonce, though, hits for days. The whole album.
0: But even more than that, it was the the whole album. It's not even, you know, about the, the individual tracks. It's this thing that's greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah, ex-
1: exactly. And that's what I think album of the year is supposed to be, but I, I don't feel like they give it to them.
0: And that's why, like, there needs to be more of a distinction between album of the year and record of the year. Like, yeah, you can yeah. reward Adele for having, like, one really great single, yeah. but then you have a, a such a complete and probably generation-defining.
1: Yeah. How it came out, what the content was about, like, everything about it. The just, film that yeah. went with it. Like, the Lemonade was too was too good not to be considered album of the year. But, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Then you get into the hard part of, like, music is subje- uh, subjective, so, like, uh, I don't know. But, like, to me, like, when you do Album of the Year, it needs to be about impact. Lemonade just simply had the most impact.
0: It did. Lemonade was the popular vote. Adele was the electoral college.
1: Oh, smooth. smooth. it sounds terrible because Adele's also great,
0: <laughs> right? Whereas the electoral college, we I, I have my doubts there. <laughs> so, what about the Grammys? Compelled you to bring it in as yeah. as a topic today, and have, and have the gram you know, watching the Grammys been a theme and, and something that's you know gotten you through a, a difficult time and if so how
1: oh man grammys are a complicated piece so i am so you've you've seen me do comedy before i'm also a music person and yeah so i'm always invested in just like what um just like what and the things get getting, getting its accolades one of the hardest fights, for example, has been to get like rap music up to up to a level where it could be like get real things. I remember they used to they used to air the um, the rap category and they used to have a lot of rap performances. And then suddenly out of nowhere they just stopped airing all of the rap categories. So then I would tune in, and unfortunately, the most predominantly POC like genre you wouldn't see on TV of people getting the awards, and I was like super terrible because for a lot of my experience watching the Grammys, that was the main reason I, I, I checked in. I mean, I like other genres of music, but like, like I remember like you'd have Outkast perform, you'd have Kanye perform back when Kanye was still like a cool dude. Uh, it was like, oh, these really fun, cool, like, thoughtful performances are just gone.
0: But even more, but even recently, I think they aired, they must have Mm. aired the the rap category where, because Macklemore Mm. beat out Kendrick Lamar and then sent that really weird text about it.
1: Yeah, they brought it back, thankfully. But... I don't know, but like now, it's like now they have no, they have no choice. I think it was 2017 that like hip hop officially became like the number one genre in America of like how many people listen to it. So like now they really have no choice but to do it. Unfortunately, there's still a ton of artists who are just like, no, I'm not performing at the Grammys. Like Kendrick turned down performing, uh, Drake turned down performing. Uh, so we'll see. I'm, tonight, I'm hoping Cardi wins. Oh, absolutely. You wanna go through I brought up uh the list of who has album of the year. Yeah, please. And I was like, this is this is great because I think this is the first year they've had so many like rap uh albums in the running. So first we have Invasion of Privacy, Cardi B. And then we have By the Way I Forgive by Brandy Carlyle. I'm not super familiar. She's a singer-songwriter person?
0: She's a singer-songwriter. She is very popular in the, like, queer
1: lady community. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, cool for it. All right, that's good. Okay, look at that. Yeah, that she's versatile. Uh, then you have Scorpion by Drake. I love Drake. is my favorite artist, but Scorpion is like, Scorpion is a double album of 25 songs. There's definitely an album's worth of, pure fire material on there but 25 songs on a double album you're gonna gonna have some ones that just people don't like so i don't think it's gonna be out of the year
0: and isn't that the fate of like all double albums like even
1: this is not is you know by design it's it's one of those things where it's like a lot you're gonna give someone 12 songs that they're gonna like and then the other 12 are good they're not gonna be that for and that's fine
0: i mean like look at like the white album Mm. you know for every while my guitar gently weeps you have like five
1: Five Year Blues, like yeah. it's. I haven't listened to a double album. And I liked every song. I just don't think it's possible.
0: I think it's a little bit of an act of hubris to put out a double album. <laughs> like these aren't all winners, Drake. Yeah, right.
1: Yeah. but it do, it makes sense for streaming because then you just you get a ton of more money. <laughs> but like, yeah,
0: that is true. And you well,
1: I mean, you think about how many songs a particular artist would put out every two years. Drake is now 25 songs deep for people to street. So that, that was like, I feel like that was a money decision, you know, a smart money decision. But like, not going to get you out of the Dude is prolific. Point. Yeah, exactly. It's like, that's not, that's not Drake's concern at that point. Then there's Her by Her, heri think they are r and B. I I think they're and B. <laughs> yeah, I think they're R&B. I haven't really listened to them. But I've, I've heard a lot of good things. Oh, my God. Beerbongs and Bentleys by Post Malone. Please, I, I please, just, please I, no. I just don't know. No. I,
0: <laughs> I can't remember who, but there was some comedian on Twitter who described Post Malone as sounding like a PlayStation controller with Jizz on it. No,
1: whoa. <laughs> so I actually, okay, I hate to say it, but I do like Post Malone. His music is just catchy. I can I cannot sit here and lie to you and say that yeah, it's quality.
0: Yeah, no, there's and there's yeah. <laughs> no, and the this is a space of no judgment. Like mm. people, you know, you like what you like, and but,
1: like Post Malone does not deserve an album of Like
0: there's that? like millions of people <laughs> around the world adore Post Malone, and yeah. I'm not gonna fault them for that. Yeah, let
1: the Post Malone fans just like have yeah. you know what? Sometimes it's just like you have Post music, man. Be happy with that. You don't need to with the year. Let's give this somebody else. Dirty Computer by Janelle Monet. Oh, God. That's a, that's a contender. That is a contender. Uh,
0: don't make me... That's like choosing a favorite child, choosing between Invasion of Privacy and Dirty Computer. I
1: was right. I, I think it has to be between those two, but there's a third one coming up that it might...
0: Which be. means it's going to go to Post Malone. Oh, my
1: God. I know. That's, a, that's an issue of, like, the votes getting split. Uh, that, happened with, that happened with Kanye and Jay-Z once. Uh, then there's Golden Hour by Casey Musgraves.
0: Oh, that is a good album.
1: I'm not familiar with her either.
0: She's country. She's also a gay icon. Really? Yeah. I mean, country, she...
1: Country music has gay icons, like?
0: I don't believe she's queer herself, but she has written a lot. She has this song called Follow Your Arrow mm-hmm. that basically is like, you can kiss a lot of boys or kiss a lot of girls if that's what you're into. Like, Oh. And like her lyrics have been... Especially for country, pretty mm. queer positive, so.
1: That's incredible. Okay. Well, damn, Casey Myers-Briggs, I don't really, want to, really want to not like you. That's interesting. Country music has gay icons now. I'm so happy. Look at, this, look at this progress. I mean, Dolly Parton is a gay icon and that's has true. always that's been. Little, that's not, that's <laughs> not what her doing. Yeah. And then the last uh, one of it is the Black Panther soundtrack uh, that was curated by Kendrick Lamar.
0: That's interesting. I don't think I remember the last time a soundtrack was up for album I, of the year. Me either.
1: Which I don't even. I don't. Yeah. So
0: I thought soundtracks were kind of their own category, but
1: mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was just that. Like, I think. It was, I think anything that's in its own category can be up for album of the year. Soundtracks just usually never get it. But the album, the soundtrack was phenomenal, so I could see it.
0: It is a great soundtrack. And think about soundtracks that were iconic. It was like the Bodyguard
1: soundtrack up for Ooh, right. at least that song.
0: Oh, that song definitely song won all the things, yeah. but,
1: but... I don't think the whole soundtrack. The whole soundtrack. So. That's the thing about soundtracks. Usually you usually only get one... You usually get one really, really, really good song. Uh, but Black Panther soundtrack was, uh, was pretty great. Pretty phenomenal. Don't know if it's <laughs> album of the year, right
0: Putting it up against Invasion of Privacy and Dirty Computer, and mm-hmm. even, I would say, I could see a compelling case even being made for Golden Hour, but...
1: Really? Not Brandy
0: Carlisle, though? I just – I haven't heard the album enough to really weigh in on it, so.
1: Her, yeah. I feel like it's just no. Nah. Her, I think, is just too too slept on. I don't think they're big enough yet. Post Alone, no. I definitely think it's between Janelle Monae and Cardi B. And if we're giving it to Impact, an album of the year – It has to be. album that defined the year.
0: Oh, it absolutely has to be, has be Invasion be. of Privacy.
1: It has to be Cardi B. And which to me, I'm so excited about. Because one, rap albums never get album of the year. And for so for us to get this, I think the last time a rap album got album of the year was Outkast when they did that split album.
0: Was Speakerbox the Love Below? Yeah. Which again, a double album that, so, I would say it like compared mm, to like Scorpion, yeah, Speakerbox <laughs> the Love Below has is a lot like yeah, overall stronger. But I think that's,
1: Speakerbox Love Below worked because it was Andre, It was essentially two different albums. It was right, a Big Boy. It wasn't like Outcast did, gave us 30 songs. <laughs> like I don't know if it would have
0: worked. Honestly, though, if Outcast gave us an album of 30 songs, I would oh, probably I'd be, be just like, shut up and take my money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd
1: be the first to listen to it. But I wouldn't expect. I'd probably like 70 percent of the songs. Fair enough. And, I, and that would be high, and that'd be a, that'd be a tremendous victory for double albums. Yeah.
0: There would still be a few you gotta skip over.
1: Yeah, so me Janelle it has to be Janelle or Cardi, which is cool to me because either way it goes to a woman of color. But I would love for it to be a woman, a female rapper, because for like getting a rap album, uh, for album of the year, unheard of, not very rare, and then for it to be a woman who raps, whoa, whoa, think about what that means.
0: I, whoa. I am. It would. It would be. Would be pretty amazing I don't and know that. someone who is just and someone who is just so mm-hmm. iconic in everything that she does,
1: right? Cardi's gonna be around for a while.
0: Like, I also want Cardi B to win Album of the Year just so uh Tommy Lauren gets a rage stroke.
1: <laughs> Look, Cardi B is the people's champion, all right? she is the people's she champion. Is a hero. Now, the other one that's kind of hard is, is Song of the Year. Which goes to songwriters, I guess. Uh-huh. And so, yeah, this is the really hard one because it's honestly filled with just, like, really great ones. So there's Boot Up by Ella Mai. She's an R&B artist. I like that song a lot. I don't know if it would be song of the year. There's All the Stars by Kendrick Lamar and SZA from the Black Panther soundtrack. Which is
0: also up for Best Original Song at the Oscars. Yeah.
1: So, like... Mm, I think that could. I think that's definitely going to get the Oscar. I don't know if it's going to be a song.
0: I don't see the Best Original Song Oscar going to anyone except Lady Gaga for that
1: movie. <laughs> I and mean, I'm so mad about because you know here because here's my thing. I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah, it's a good song. We like Lady Gaga's part. We don't like any of the Bradley Cooper stuff that comes before it. I. Absolutely agree. (laughs) It's not not fully a good song. You
0: can't, you can't nominate a song on just the one really excellent vibrato. (laughs)
1: Thank you, thank you. Finally, we said it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I do very much enjoy that song, but I I think a a case is also to be made for all the stars, and I think there's one or two more in there that are also
1: good. Yeah, It's, it's been a great year for music as far as I'm concerned.
0: It has been. Yeah.
1: Really good. Even like, I don't know, I think people used to have such a bad opinion of pop music, but like, pop music has a lot of integrity these days, so I don't, yeah.
0: Absolutely. And I used to be, like, back when I was in high school and even like, most of the way through college, I think my taste in music has actually gotten more and more mainstream. Yeah. I used to be like one of those, you know, pretentious dipshits that would be like, (laughs) You know, I don't listen to Top 40. I only listen to, like, quote-unquote conscious rap music, whatever <laughs> the fuck that means. Yeah. Now I've been, you know, mostly on the Cardi B, Ariana Grande, Janelle Monáe Well, I think pick. it's hard
1: because a lot of that stuff is kind of, it's blended. <coughs> like, so if Cardi. Cardi is a perfect example. Because she makes, like, I would just say, like, very upbeat rap music. Not a lot of, like, conscious anything to it. But then you have Cardi B talk about politics and telling people to get involved and stuff and like, like well then like really if like your need to be satisfied is to know that the artist you're listening to is like engaged in like the problems of the world, well Cardi is her music's just fun.
0: Yeah, ex- and a person can contain multitudes, exactly, and it's yeah. it's fucked up that people are so surprised that cardi b knows a lot about u.s history and yeah, like yeah did
1: you read that article
0: yeah and like her oh she was you know yeah. talking about fdr and her, i think one of her history teachers was yeah, interviewed in it and it's like yeah like, no
1: cardi knows her shit cardi's a little history nerd which is to me is i i'm i hate history but i'm always fascinated in people who love history like, I don't know. I Because it's just, like, a side of my brain that I just don't get. So, like, knowing that Cardi B is also a big history nerd, I'm like, what was your life? Like, I just need to know. But going forward, there's also God's Plan by Drake. Oh, my. That was, that, was a big, that was a big song. It was a big one. Uh, was that this year? I feel like this year was,
0: like, three or four years stacked on top of each other wearing a trench coat, so.
1: <laughs> well, Grammys is hard because I don't actually know when their thing is. I'm pretty sure there are some that are, like, in a weird area of, like, there's a cutoff period for 2018, and there's, like, a little bit of time for 2017. So
0: like how having a September birthday affects when are, when you go to kindergarten.
1: Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, Grammys is getting <laughs> Then there's In My Blood by Sean Mendez. Oh, no, no. Oh, no there's no way. No. There's The Joke by Brandi Carlisle. They
0: really love Brandi Carlisle yeah, all this baby, year.
1: Okay. There's The Middle by Oz. With
0: the, is that the one with Alessia Cara? The...
1: Oh, they're probably just not listening to her because they're only giving the songwriter credit. So oh, yeah. That's probably, yeah, I think that's the one. Which, honestly, big record. It was. Literally. It was everywhere this summer. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think you should get it, but I wouldn't count it out at the same time. Yeah. And then the last two are "Shallow" by Lady Gaga. Here it is. So Contender. And then "This Is America" by Donald Glover. Oh. Really? Song of the year is very stacked.
0: That's, I don't. Know, I don't
1: know who could get that.
0: In terms of in terms of impact, you had inter- and like. I hate to use such a dipshit term, but like zeitgeist, yeah. shallow. All the stars. This is America. You can't beat those three for really. For that. Can't.
1: And God's plan. Yeah, God's. Plan, like, it's it's stacked. I could go to any of them. I think what's gonna so like what happened with Jay Z and Kanye is that Kanye put out uh, his My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy album, and then Jay Z and Kanye did their collaboration out Watch the Throne. They came out in different years, but they were still both up for the same. Grammys and then like for album of the year and I forget what won that year but nobody was happy about it and what happened was at well, this is what Kanye said when people were voting the votes were split they were like so a lot of people wanted might be a Dark of Fantasy and a lot of people wanted it watch the throne so in these situations where things are stacked it's kind of scary because a lot of people are just gonna vote and then like what might be the worst option might win
0: so wait what
1: won that year I, don't, I forget, but it wasn't anything that anybody was happy about.
0: It was something that had not nearly the cultural impact yeah. of either of
1: those. Yeah. So we'll see.
0: Do, can you, like, remember when you started, started watching, watching the Grammys and yeah. paying attention to all this?
1: I imagine, I imagine when I was, like, 13, probably, because that's when I, I think I started to get the most into music, and that's when Kanye came out. Kanye, Kanye always had the best Grammys. So I think I started to watch it because he was performing. Yeah, and then yeah, just kept, kept going.
0: I mean, how do you kind of relate to and think about the, the the Grammys now? As a fan of music, is it like a kind of a comforting thing, a ritual for you, or?
1: Um, each year I kind of, I think I just hope for like the most, for like rap music to kind of be like, to finally get on. Uh, to be praised at the level that I think it should be or or if it's not rap music just like black music so like Beyonce like oh, the lemonade way. and so like I don't know it's always a weird thing where it's like for instance you're about, like, they just should have won and then they did it and then like what, is the, like what does that mean in America's eyes like what does that what does that tell me about the listeners of the world but I don't know I think about it but like nothing, nothing, nothing good comes to mind
0: yeah, I I totally feel you on that. And I know that for years and years and years, the Grammys in particular have been scrutinized for being out of touch with what the rest of America actually listens to and values in terms yeah. of music.
1: And things are changing. Like, for for instance, Black Panther the movie, up for an Oscar. I don't know if it's going to win, but I, I do think a movie like that is Oscar nomination worthy. And I don't think that would have happened five years ago.
0: And then we're talking about adding that popular film category. As Which just
1: like, it's just a, it's, a, it's an action movie, guys. Chill out. It's an action movie that's also well written and performed.
0: Just because it's a superhero movie that doesn't negate its quality as a film. But, yeah. And when you're thinking about popular, or a good chunk of the movies that are nominated were actually popular. Like, Bohemian hmm. Rhapsody made a fuck ton of money uh, yeah is it good that, uh, debate it's it's debatable i would yeah also uh brian singer is a piece of shit but
1: yeah this is what i i am glad um what's the name robbie
0: robbie malik yeah i'm yeah. glad that he
1: he got an award for that though because he did a phenomenal job acting i will say that the movie itself
0: huh, huh. I'd say. I mean, the last twenty minutes are great, and yeah. the rest of it is, eh.
1: yeah. But I also think biopics or uh, biopics, as some like to say, uh, they're just they're, they're a hard one to make. I think that they're a hard one to make, incredibly. You know what I mean? Like, I think you're gonna do. I think when you make one of those, it's like you're gonna you're gonna shoot for just good enough.
0: I mean, yes and no. But even like watching Bohemian Rhapsody, mm-hmm. I was thinking about. Ray with Jamie Fox. Yeah. And I feel Ray I thought was was excellent and I actually learned a lot about Ray Charles. Yeah. Watching Ray. I feel like I learned nothing new about Freddie Mercury watching Bohemian Rhapsody.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Someone was making this point to me. It's like it was like a Queen movie but really it was about Freddie Mercury and then like I don't yeah, again, do we really learn anything new about Freddie Mercury through this Then Not really. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe there's some people who're just like, what the the queen dudes who I play about at my family cookouts were gay. What?
0: I think about that shit as as a uh, queer person. I think about that shit uh, all the time. Like how the uh, most the most popular like mask for mask stadium right? anthems. We're all written under extremely gay circumstances. You have We Will <laughs> yeah. Rock You and We Are the Champions. You're both written and performed mm-hmm. by Queen. And then you have YMCA, which is literally a song about anonymous gay sex. Yeah.
1: It's so funny that God has to be playing a weird joke on us. I think like some of these things are just like, this, should, this has to be a TV show. Like, you have to be kidding with me right now. You can't be homophobic and then play this <laughs> After <laughs> it's Like, come on. Well, we'll some
0: people will never learn.
1: Mm. But for Black Panther and tying into Marvel movies, yeah, the, the superhero label—I don't, I don't know. I feel like it's just—I don't know why it pushes so many people away. I'm like most superhero movies. And I think this is why Black Panther is so successful because the story was more important than the action, and I think that's a that's a pretty growing trend. I mean, you look at the Dark Knight. Dark Knight was a very like philosophical movie in a lot of ways. Like, and that's I think what really attached people to it. And then you like have like great performances by Heath Ledger, of course, and stuff like that. But like, yeah, I think I think the Dark Knight ended up being more than a superhero movie. And Black Panther is more than a superhero movie. I mean even if I if I think back to like one of my favorite comedies that I've seen lately, because comedy movies are pretty, are either really bad or really rare. And one of the best comedy movies I've seen was that Thor Ragnarok movie. That movie was hilarious
0: that's the thing all the all the I feel like all the Marvel movies are so they're not afraid to be funny or not take themselves too seriously I think the Thor movies or any of the ones like Taika Waititi directed or Black Panther is a perfect example of that where you have these very big difficult Mm. themes about exploration colonization Mm. different you know philosophies about identity and belonging and all that but it's also, it's funny and entertaining and has explosions and has Shuri. And... Yeah, right?
1: So, uh, yeah, I don't know. To me, definitely an Oscar no- uh, nomination. Award, really. Will it win? That's for up to anyone. Like, I don't know. I don't know what movies are nominated. Uh, I really hope it's not. I really hope and actually doesn't win. There's
0: a lot of dregs in the yeah. Best Picture category. Okay. Other than Black Panther and The Favorite, which was... A movie I, like...
1: I heard that's a gay icon, movie.
0: It absolutely is. So with The Favorite, I kind of left the theater thinking, what the fuck did I just watch? But the Mm -hmm. more I thought about it, the more I
1: liked it. Interesting. I didn't watch it. I don't really watch too many period piece movies because there are never black people in it. Fair enough. uh, But I'm, I'm, I'm glad a movie like that exists at the same time.
0: It's definitely a period piece, and it's definitely highly stylized, so Mm -hmm. if that's not your thing, maybe skip it, there's also a lot of, like, weird, like, fisheye lens type stuff that gets a little distracting, but there's something that also feels really contemporary about it, where it's three women trying to, like, seduce and manipulate each other, and, (laughs) like, just, it's all very, like, delightful and bitchy, and it's 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 fun in a different way yeah but like the rest of the group i mean a star is born is good but it's a movie that's already been made four times uh-huh. and then there's like green book which
1: yeah i'm gonna say it. don't Book. sound green book Ooh-y. Ooh-y. Which? Uh, <laughs> um and then what else oh with Bill street could talk
0: which is not up for best picture that's nuts. i know oh
1: nuts I know. Rarely has a movie affected me in such a way.
0: They shut out Barry Jenkins, too, with that
1: for Best Director. Look, I'll tell you what. When he won for Moonlight, I was ecstatic because Moonlight was a moment. Oh, my God. I was weeping in that movie. That was just sad.
0: It's been very dark. My wife watched it on a Uh, plane, and she was, like, weeping uncontrollably. I just, I... I'm a very anxious person, yeah. and so my taste in entertainment has gotten lower and lower stakes, and I just, I have to be in the oh. right mindset and, oh. like, gird myself to watch that Moonlight. Bitch, that is
1: completely fair. But it's on, it's, yeah, on, so.
0: it's, yeah definitely it on my, right. I really respect, like, what Terrell Alvin McCraney has done in mm-hmm. the Chicago theater scene, yeah. and... We'll love to see him continue to get his, his due, but yeah, so, I was. I was. I think Regina King's up for her award, and then I think it's up for something best adapted screenplay, mm, but right. not for best picture, or best director, which it's is most, super messed up. Um, uh, <laughs> do
1: you ever think a Pixar movie
0: will be up for one of these bad boys? I have to think about that. I, has one been already, or. I don't know if one has been. Like. I think because they added the best animated film category, it's a way that they can kind of cop out and mm-hmm.
1: not honor it. Fakes. But I don't know what year this was, but uh, Coco, woo, yeah. fire!
0: Coco was fire, and I saw it, my wife and I and two of our friends saw it. The entire theater was just yeah. ugly crying, like yeah. big, just not streaming cry because yeah. it's like. This movie is gonna just—you're gonna flip a switch, and then you're gonna miss your grandma, and right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's devastating, yeah. but it's so good.
1: It just, it's like the idea, just like oh, your whole family is just somewhere else, just hoping that you're okay. And, oh, uh, cool. I, so I, great.
0: But I, I agree with you. I think a movie like Coco should be in Best Picture consideration. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a member of the Academy, but maybe one day one of them will listen to this. I yeah. think, yeah, Lindsay
1: and Devin were right about that. Yeah. So far, uh, let me see. Uh, yeah. well, There's a lot of hope.
0: Yeah. This has been awesome. Has there been an iconic Grammys performance that's really resonated with you? And if so, what?
1: Okay, so. Kanye West I hate to keep bringing him up but he is my favorite grand performer of all time Kendrick has also had some phenomenal performances but uh, Kanye specifically uh, after his mother died he did a performance like a stripped down version of Hey Mama oh it was no. the most touching thing I've seen in so long and it was incredible it was and Kanye's always great at stage designs so he got off of doing um Thing was stronger, and like he had Daft Punk be in the background somewhere, and that was really cool. Like, big, bright performance. And then for uh, Hey Mama, like, he just had like a spotlight on him, and then like there was someone dancing in the background, and it was just so touching and emotional. It was great.
0: Oh god, I'm like getting chills just thinking about yeah, that. It and, was amazing, yeah. You know, thinking about kind of the headspace he was in, and like the yeah. grief that was part of. All of that is just ugh.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I think that was probably like the one knowledge well, Unfortunately Cobb is a bit of a different breed nowadays.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it's complicated and yeah. actually on a previous episode we had a how do we talk about separating the art from the artist conversation <laughs> and it was specifically in regard to comedy, and the yeah. conclusion was, "You don't." Yeah, right.
1: Uh, yeah. I, I feel the same, unfortunately. <laughs> we'll always so look back at as the time that comedy made a little sense, a little bit more sense to us. In the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: so, I think we're getting ready to wrap this up. But sure. uh, one thing I like to ask uh, all of our guests that come on the show is, "What is something out?" side of pop culture that you do to practice self or community care?
1: Sure. I, I pray, I meditate, I check in with myself. Uh, I I love driving. Uh, so sometimes I'll just take a drive, I either listen to music, or I'll just kind of like think or talk out loud, get my thoughts together. And uh, that's just something that I, I really like taking the time to do. Yeah, it always makes me feel better. So, I think especially with comedy because like I'm I'm more naturally introverted, not in the way that I'm like shy or quiet, but just that like, I just I feel re-energized when I'm by myself. Um and with comedy you're continuously kind of like you're talking, you're putting yourself out there, you're doing a lot of different things, and it feels natural to me now, but to get like the energy back, I have to like take time, <laughs> no way so it's like be by myself and really just kinda of, like recharge and refill.
0: Thank you so much, Devin. And and where can can people find you online or find your upcoming gigs? Yeah, I mean,
1: if you want to follow me on Instagram at Status, I post all my things there and also a lot of funny videos. And uh, yeah, Facebook, Devin Middleton. I'm on Twitter, but I really don't use it. And I just, I feel like I kind of missed the boat on being Twitter famous. And honestly, I'm okay with that. Uh, So that, yeah.
0: So thank you so much, Devin. Uh, This has been... I'll be there for you. We post new episodes every other Sunday <laughs> to help you get rid of those Sunday scaries. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Um, please, you know, just tell your friends, send us reviews, and if you have questions, feedback, or you want to be a guest on the show, you can reach us at I'll be there for you pod at gmail.com. Thanks, and have a great week, everybody. Take care.